Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode here on Sticks and Bones with your ghost host, Chelsea and 10. Hi, 10. How are you doing? I am good. I missed you this long weekend. No, I did miss you. It was so weird. I was like, who am I going to, am I going to talk to all day? I, well, that happened Well, you're going away and I'm going to be, I was just thinking like on my long car ride home, I was thinking about, this is what I think about. I'm like, who am I going to call every morning to talk about like my back aching, every single problem I have and my grievances. Who am I going to talk about with these crazy shower thoughts that I have in the middle of the night about like anything supernatural, occult, and like ancient? Like, who am I going to call? I I, I don't know. I you don't can't know. call Ghostbusters. I know I've I had withdrawals too. It's really weird because like we have our routine of like when I call you and, or you call me, and I felt very out of sorts. <laughs> and maybe we're just old. We're just a bunch of old biddies that are like just these are our routines and don't mess up my schedule. I don't like change. I'm very I'm very <laughs> schedule oriented. I wake up, call, I work out, have my protein drink, call Chelsea, <laughs> and I nail my 95 theses on the door. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta unburden yourself, man. I get it. I get it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you tell them. <laughs> oh my God. Let me tell you, I ran out of neem oil. So no, I just got my neem oil. It's coming today. I got my neem oil first week of August. We are what? Third week of August now. Mm-hmm. This sucker lasted two weeks. It is the wild west on my goddamn roof. These beetles are just really, uh, you're still having a problem. So many. And again, like I hate spiders I am flipping this shit over and just flabbergasted every day, scared out of my mind because I think they're, sp- they're spooters and they're just baby beetles and there's just so many of them. And it's just like every- They've already gotten to it, your plant. They've already gotten to your plant, Ten. Everything about it hurts my heart and my soul. And mm. apparently my neighbors did this. Uh, you can buy, <laughs> you can buy like 500 ladybugs and you pick them up. And you water your plants at night and then you put your ladybugs that you purchased on the plants and they need the water because they get thirsty. (laughs) This is what I've learned being a garden Mm -hmm. owner this summer. You put your ladybugs out at night so they sleep on the plants and they have their water in case they get thirsty. And in the morning they wake up hungry hippos and they start munching on everything. Well, I got a question though. Isn't that dangerous to just put 500 ladybugs out there in the world? I probably think that's evasive. I don't know because they eat what is not good for the plant and then they just naturally disperse. That's got to be evasive somehow. I don't know. I don't know much about, you know, things like that, but that's, that's not something I would recommend unless, unless you had talked to an expert. I I have no idea. I don't know how one comes across 500 ladybugs. Like you could probably order them online. I've seen people do that crazy shit on, on TikTok where they ordered, I can't remember the exact video and someone probably knows what I'm talking about. They ordered a really evasive species and then let it free into their backyard. And it's like causing mass destruction on the environment. So, Oh no, um, no. Yeah. Don't, don't do that unless you know what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. I will not be doing that. I, well, ladybugs invasive i know those damn lantern flies are there's a certain type so don't ask me why i know this there's like a certain <laughs> type of species of ladybug that are evasive and not native to north america that exist here now and have taken place of actual ladybugs that exist here so, so we yeah, have careful ladybugs i don't know i don't know i don't know like i said i don't know 
are they ladybug? I, I, now, now I need to learn all about the ladybug. There's different types of uh, species of ladybugs. Yeah, I saw that on the internet too. How true is it? I don't know, but people in the comments agreed. So <laughs> I always go to the comments and I'm like, is this correct? Is this right? Not that I get all my information from the internet, but the gardening side of TikTok, they, they have some good tips out there. They do. They do. Oh my gosh. Uh, when there was like a tornado warning the other week, um, Kevin had to Boy Scout not one of my fences of tomatoes mm-hmm. because sucker was blown over like it was the Wizard of Oz and everything is good now. But because of that tornado warning and like horrible storm that we had, so many of my tomatoes are just dead on the ground, split. I had like almost a whole funeral for my tomato plant. Like, no, I was I'm so sorry. upset. I was so sad. But pumpkin plants doing great. I He's love doing that for good. You. But I love how was your weekend? You left me to go have fun. How was Rhode Island? Well, first, I just remember something that I forgot to say at the beginning okay. of the episode. Um, for those of you in Hawaii, we are, and you're being affected by the devastation yes. and the fires. Um, our hearts are with you. I don't want to say thoughts and prayers because I hate when people mm-hmm. say that. But, um, you know, we really are with you. And um, I was watching all of that go down as I was like driving on my way to Rhode Island. And it just, it just made me really upset. I love Hawaii. It's a very beautiful, beautiful place. And, you know, it just really hurt my heart. So it was so sad. Please, please listen to the voices and the people there when they are saying, please don't come here. Please cancel your trips. Do not be a tourist there. Um, Let this community move forward together, rebuild, grieve together. Please plan your vacations elsewhere. Yeah, right. Not at this time, especially. I know Maui's a huge tourist destination, but I even mm-hmm. saw like people are so insensitive. They were like complaining about how their flight got delayed from Maui. And it's like, you get to go home to your house. Like people have died. Um, everything yeah. is burning to the ground. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it just never ceases to amaze me, like how sometimes people just don't think about what they what they say or post. And it's like it's not about your vacation. It's about, you know, people's homes being wrecked and destroyed and things like that. So um hearts are with you for those of you in Hawaii who do listen to us or if yeah. you know somebody, I um have a friend of a friend that like lives in Hawaii and it's really bad. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to acknowledge that before, you know, we jump into the rest of today's episode. And I don't know how to segue out of this now because there's never a good segue out of something tragic. No. Other than we just got to continue on. Um, How are you? (laughs) How am I? So um, I went to, I'm not Hawaii, Rhode Island this weekend. And I went for my cousin's bachelorette party. Um, It was a really good time. Man, oh man, am I freaking old? (laughs) Okay. And it's not like, you know, I'm hanging out with a bunch of youngins. Like they're the same age as me. You know, my cousin's 29. She's getting married in October. Okay. Uh, my other cousin, she's 32. Like, you know, we're not, I'm not like hanging out with like 24 year olds. And I'm like, you know, oh the gosh. the mother of the group. But I, well, first of all, we're going to talk about my paranormal story in a second. I had a very crazy paranormal experience when I was in Rhode Island because, you know, the sun never sets for Chelsea, like always working, um, oh, yeah. always seeing things. And I didn't really think that this weekend. I was highly unprepared. I'll tell you guys the story in a second. Um, but I went to a bar. Um, we did wig nights. So we got, we got dressed up. We wore wigs. Yes. I have never had this experience at a bar before. So I haven't been in a bar years in years, like years, probably before I even had sight. Like I have not actively stood in a bar and was like trying to get like rowdy, you know, (laughs) I don't do that shit anymore. And you guys know that I don't drink too much anymore, um, except in social situations. So I got to this bar. I almost had a fucking panic attack 
not because of my social anxiety, but because of my mediumship. Oh, yeah. It's a... (laughs) And, like, people just being drunk. And, like, I also, too, had had, like, a little bit to drink. And, man, I almost fainted, I think, on the floor from, like, this panic attack I had gotten myself into. And I'm trying to be normal. And I almost had to go outside. It was a really horrible experience. Like, everyone was having fun at the bar. And I'm so happy everyone had fun. But I was fighting for my life in this bar. (laughs) Yeah. Was it an old bar? I honestly don't know. It was some Irish bar with like dueling pianos and it was fun. They had like live music and they were playing like all the music that I like. And all of a sudden I just like start zoning out and like, I can't like I'm, my ears are ringing. I can't hear. It's like, I'm starting Mm -hmm. to have a panic attack and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I realized like, I'm feeling like all of these people's dead ancestors trying to bang down my door because I had like been at risk because I was a little drunk. Yeah. I've never had that before. You literally had the 999 happy haunts, like truly banging on your doors, being like, let us in. Yeah, it was really bad. So um, I I was able to shoulder it at night, but I was like, holy shit, like, you know, people want this smoke. You can have it sometimes because I just wanted to sit in a bar and listen to live music and then like, what's going on? And then people are pushing me. I forgot what it's like to be young. Like the pushing in bars or just like how people move behind you and i don't know what it is about men who have to put their hand on your lower back to move by you no i always yell at those people i'm like you have no permission to touch me you could just say excuse me yeah and excuse me will work fine yeah yeah don't touch me a shoulder tap a little excuse me like just poke me in my shoulder if i'm not paying attention but there's no need to touch my lower back please and thank you Oh my God. Yeah. No, I, that is my biggest pet peeve. And sometimes I get a little too annoyed and I'm like, I got to watch because I'm, I'm not trying to start a fight in the middle of the bar, but the New Jersey comes out when a, a random guy touches me in a bar. Don't touch yeah. me. But yeah, I forgot what it was like to be in a bar. <laughs> and then it's so funny because we were all standing there listening to live music. And then my cousin goes, damn, my lower back's hurting. Is this what it's like, like to be old? Like we just been standing here and my lower, my lower back is killing. I'm like, girl, same. We got to go home. We got to go eat Doritos and go to bed. Like this is. Ooh, that that is when you know you know when you're too old to be in a bar because like everything is just obnoxious the floor is too sticky you know guys are trying to come up to you and i and i some guy was like you know he's trying to talk to me i'm like listen man i'm trying not to have a panic attack because i talk to dead people so i think you just step away (laughs) just step away i don't want your shot just get away from me just get away what about me channeling the dead, fighting for my life, trying not to perform necromancy live in a dueling piano bar yes. screams, this one wants to talk to me and could use a shot? <laughs> no, I absolutely did not look like I was well that day. Like, my cousins know, and they were like, are you okay? Like, we'll take you outside. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not trying to disturb the peace of the party. I will get it together. Just give me a few minutes. I need an iced water, and I need to go stand by the air conditioner, and I'll be fine. <laughs> I will atlas this, but the witch just needs a moment. To I'll be fine. It. I just need some, I'm just overstimulated, but yeah, I wanted to ask you, I saved it for the podcast. I wanted to ask you live. if like, you've ever had an experience like that. And we'll talk about my paranormal story in a second, but I had the craziest fucking thing happen to me this weekend. And I'm just like, I had to, the minute I got home, I had to tell my dad because I had unburdened myself. I had to unburden myself. I'm like, who am I going to tell this to? I got to save this for the podcast for 10, but I, I'm literally not well. <laughs> I need somebody to tell this to. I need Ten's live reaction on the podcast. So I need the ghost host hotline. I am on the ghost host hotline now. I am submitting the story and I need the listeners to help me if you've ever experienced this because it's an encounter I've never had, man. 
<laughs> the call is coming from inside the, the call house. call is man. coming from inside the house. <laughs> the fuck? Has this ever happened to me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, also too, you know, it was a weekend of seafood. So you know me. I had to order chicken every single time. I was that girl. We're at like this really nice oyster house, like very fancy, fancioso restaurant. Me, everyone's getting oyster shooters. I'm like, I'll have the chicken. <laughs> There's nothing more demeaning than that. I like felt like I had to explain myself. I was like, I'm really sorry. I don't like seafood. And he was like, it's okay. I'm like, no, I know. No. Here is my essay that I'm I fancy. Have. I just don't like seafood. <laughs> You should just like have like a paper ready to go. Like, hi, my name is Chelsea. Um, I talk to the dead. I get overstimulated. I don't like seafood. Just like laminate that and start yes. handing it out. I need to have an ice water and stand by the AC unit in the bar. <laughs> That's where I will be seated. <laughs> I knew oh. you would have been with me on that one. You've been like, bitch, we got to go find a bench. <laughs> my dogs are barking. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I would have made it out, to be completely honest. No, it was humbling from the depths of my soul. (laughs) But to be honest, that was how I was in college. Like peak 21-year-old life. Everybody's going out to the club. Everybody's going to the cell block where it's a a club that is from an old prison and everything. Like people Mm -hmm. died in the outside area where there's an outside bar. It's like, oh, this was where the gallows was. Oh, fun. Um, Wow, great. Great place to be. (laughs) And... I was 21 and being like, oh, I need to go sit down. I need to go get some pizza and go to bed. Like, I don't want to be 1030. here. It's 1030. It's 1030. It's time to go to sleep, everybody. <laughs> no, I get it. But it was a really fun time. I'm happy my cousin had fun. It was my great aunt Jean's grandchildren. So shout out Aunt Jean. Aunt Jean. You know, if you've been here for a while, you know Aunt Jean. She's, you know. She's a real one our Italian gal pal on the other side. But <laughs> shall I tell you my crazy paranormal story 10? Because I'm so two. excited. Unburden me and unburden myself with the story. And yeah, you okay. guys are getting So I have two reactions. instances, two instances. Okay. I had an actual spirit encounter and then I had something to do with like psychometry, which we're going to talk about afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I go to Rhode Island. Now I'm just thinking I'm going on a trip. And to be honest with you, I don't know much about Rhode Island. All I know about okay. Rhode Island is that it's the smallest state in the U.S., that's all I know about Rhode Island. My cousin lives in Rhode Island. That's the only other thing that I know. That's it. I don't know. I don't know much about the history. Correct. Chelsea so, had to call me and ask. <laughs> I did. I did. And I called my dad. My dad always sends me articles after I tell him something nuts. He's like, wow, I can't believe you saw that because this happened here. I'm like, yeah, dude, I fucking saw it. Anyway, <laughs> I get. we go to this house. We rent it like an Airbnb. Cool. Beautiful. House is gorge. Great. Great fun times. I enter the house and I'm like, okay. You know, you know me, I'm always checking around first of like, what's the situation here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you do the same thing. You enter a house. You're like, I don't know where I am. Where, what are we, what are we getting into? What are the vibes? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Everything seemed fine. So mm-hmm. I'm having a good time. I'm unloading the refrigerator. I'm putting our drinks in, getting the fruit All out and security. Chips for the girls. Yeah. I'm the mom of the house. I feel that <laughs> we go to the garage oh, because no. we're like, you know, you get instructions for like recycling trash. Yes. We go to the garage. Something is amiss in the garage spiritually. Mm-mm. So my cousin's with me and I'm just staring off into this dark corner. And she goes, as one does, <laughs> what is going on? I'm like, nothing. You know, I'm not trying to alarm. Them. And I didn't tell the girls in the house any of this. So if you're one of the girls in the house, and you're listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> From me to you. I didn't tell anybody all weekend because I burdened myself with this myself. But I felt a very angry presence. 
presence of spirits. Like there were multiple. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I'm looking at the garage and I'm noticing that they must have redone this house. Like this house must be older. They redid it. I'm looking at the infrastructure of the garage and I'm like picking up on the original aspects of the house because the garage was not done over. And I know houses are really old because there were horseshoes nailed to the top of the garage, like actual. Ah, Okay. So I'm like this, this, this is old. This is a superstitious household. But now I'm starting to hear growling. No, (laughs) no. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? I have nothing. I think I have a few rollers in my bag. I don't know what that's going to do at this point. Like (laughs) I need like salt. So I leave the garage and I notice that like the spirit in the corner can't move from the garage. Thank Christ. Because Lord, why is that? Lord knows Airbnbs don't come with like a huge thing of salt. No, (laughs) no, they don't. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to deal with this later. Like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to be presenting an issue and I'm trying to communicate with it and it's not talking back to me. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? It wouldn't even show itself to me. So I kind of go about my day and I'm like, trying not to think about it, but I am like not going in the garage anymore. Correct. Yes. So at night, my bedroom happens to be in the finished basement. Okay. Where is that in location to the garage? Oh, it's right next to the garage. Love that. Lovely. Like the wall is backing up towards the garage. Okay. (laughs) It's me and two other girls in the finished basement. It is probably midnight now and I'm scared and I don't get scared of things. So if I'm scared, you know what I mean? Like something is it's happening. Bad. It's if bad. scared, run, start running. hundred percent. And I can't see, it's not showing itself to me. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, I'm just going to try to go to bed, Chelsea. Like you have your protection on. We can call St. Michael. I can fix this, you know, no big deal. I wake up at 3 a.m. To this spirit standing over me and screaming at me. And it is a black, dark figure. Mm -mm. And it is on a leash. Excuse me? (laughs) But it's a person. So So, I don't fucking know, Ten. So it's trying. So I woke up. I literally ate. I'm not kidding. My body raised up like when you're. Yeah. From the dead, like like 90 degrees. And I'm trying to talk to it and I'm like, okay, maybe it's not mad at me. Maybe it's just trying to communicate with me, but no words were coming out of its mouth. So now I'm trying to communicate with the spirit and I finally calmed down enough to realize that it's not here to hurt me. It's trying to tell me something. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? It's, you know, when you like know someone's yelling at you, I was trying to explain this to my dad, Yeah. but no words were coming out and I couldn't see anything on it. It was just this black hole of a spirit. And I knew it was kind of like forcibly attached to the house. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to speak to me at 3 a.m. and I'm not understanding what it's saying to me. But it was yeah. it was it was not trying to hurt me. That's what I got from it. It was trying to speak to me, but it didn't know how to communicate with me. I've never experienced that. Yeah, because at that point it's just who knows how old it is. If it's it not necessarily like forgot how to speak, you know, but like emotions are universal. Emotions you don't need to know the language to know somebody's emotions and maybe like that is like easy to communicate but it's like it almost is like a a help kind of thing but it's like it's a help how to get attention but the leashing is super Hmm. so I want to know what you think because I will tell you what I figured out at the end of my trip and it was only allowed to speak to me in the middle of the night so it was entering my dreams and I allowed it to because it wasn't allowed to speak to me during the daytime. 
So I'll give you that hint of like, what do you think is going on in the house? And I know this is crazy for the people listening. I swear on my life, like I was able to enjoy my trip and like the house was fine. People in the house were fine. It was just trying to get my attention once I calmed down and realized this is why you have to relax. And like, is it trying to harm me? No, it's trying to get my attention actually. So Rhode Island is really a fascinating state with its history. Um, So I want to say it's older like that but like it's the leashing that's like i'm not saying this individual was buried by this house underneath anything like that's not what i'm saying at all but something personal from this individual is there and that is usually what attaches the individual entity spirit whatever you want to call them it's usually a personal trinket um that is left or perhaps on the property buried on the property or something it could be who knows um but it's there nobody knows about it and it can't the entity spirit cannot move on because it, it can't is, leave it's technically bound so something at point this individual may have lived on the property land anything like that something bad may have happened and for some reason it can't move on and the leash or the tether in a sense is reminiscent of it cannot leave even the boundary of the uh garage you said so that to me is almost like it's tied because of an issue that occurred and asking Mm -hmm. for help either to help you find if it is a personal you know trinket that you need to kind of get rid of rebury whatever dispose of um but yeah that's that's really what I'm kind of getting of like a type of wraith that has picked up a lot of emotion maybe from like an emotional fingerprint that was left on the foundations or the land anything like that so you're close the spirit was actually binded to the property damn yeah so it's been there for a very long time i am i was not able to commune with it but it knew so this is a really crazy story so everyone just bear with me okay <laughs> just bear with me i it's it's frustrating when you could see things cuz i'm like i got to Got to tell people this. There also was a spirit attached to the land of a Puritan woman. And, you know, Puritans were not into witches. But they were also, some of them, especially in Rhode Island, I did, like, the research after. It was a place of religious freedom. So they really yes. wanted people to, like, believe what they wanted to believe. They were escaping, actually, the the witch trials, um, the persecution of religion and things like that. So um, I believe she led the spirit to me because she knew that, like, I was a some sort of witch in her mind. Like, she was afraid to talk to me. She, like, just yeah. stood awkwardly in the corner and was like just kind of not, wouldn't even make eye contact with me, but she was like, okay, I, I know you can do something about this. Um, so help. <laughs> so fucking help basically. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so it was binded to the property from what I understand. I was able to help on the last day. So yeah, I did unbind the spirit from the property. I'm actually still in the process of still helping. Um, I took some of the soil from the property with permission mm. and I'm going to actually do my own um, investigation, but I did promise the spirit it's so weird because it can't talk to me but it knows that i'm like trying to help it and it's not anything it's a human being i just don't know why it's showing up this way it's weird it's crazy this is the craziest thing i've ever encountered i wonder if the individual who caused said binding it was almost like they wanted to bind but also remove i don't know i don't know like binding it to the property house whatever but you're also removing every personal aspect oh what they look like 
because this is go go on. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but something just cl- clicked in my head. Continue. It's literally like you're getting rid of this individual's way to talk, communicate. Yes. Um, think about like not to be morbid, but like if somebody cuts your tongue out, you can't communicate. That's if what I somebody thought. Doesn't know who you are. You're just like this John or Jane Doe. And it's like, how do we give something a name if we don't know what it is? It has, you know, no identifying features. Yeah. And can't communicate. Like that is how you get rid of something, someone forgotten to memory. And all they are left of is basically just like this emotional essence. So I had thought that because I was like, language is not an issue on the other side. I can commune with anybody no matter how they can, they can communicate with me. They Mm -hmm. can, I can, I can understand what they're saying. Like, it's not a language barrier issue because my dad was like, you know, maybe they speak a different language. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I have ancestors that just speak Italian and I can talk to them very clearly. Like they know how to communicate. Language is just a human physical thing. Yeah. I get this question all the time, like from people, you know, if I come to you for a mediumship reading or a reading and my ancestors don't speak English, can you commune with them? Absolutely. Like we, language is a human construct. That's, that's a barrier that removes from the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like very perplexed and this is crazy because one of the podcast episodes that we want to do this month is apotheosis. And what is the the term that you told me about oh. you're removing people from history? Um, Damnatio memore, which that literally just clicked into my yes. head of like, if you are removing somebody's image or what they look like or anything like that, they, you don't remember who they are. Like they're forgotten. If you take away their name, how can you say their name? If you don't know what they look like, it's they're gonna show up as mass if you take away communication or you know you bind them to something like nobody else can find them so it's like what happened here I don't know and like this is just the story of my life I almost kind of felt like it was meant to be that I was this is like what I love to do for a living I love the Mm -hmm. restless dead y'all know I work with Hikate very heavily and this is the kind of work that I love to do where it's like I want to help if I can, um, because the spirit is not bad or evil. I just think it came across the wrong person. And listen, like things are wild in the spiritual plane sometimes. So I just wanted to get your take on this because it was really scary. I've never encountered something like that, but I am working to see, you know, I, I talked to my own ancestors and deities that walk with me and, and they told me that like, we'll be able to fix it. Um, so I'm working to see like how I can help in any sort of way right now, but I need to take a, a nap. This is what I've been dealing with all weekend. So my dad's like, you haven't had a vacation. I'm like, no, not at all. No, 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 no. Vacation. Vacation for Chelsea. None. You just mean traveling mediumship. (laughs) You just mean you went to her house and there's a spirit growling at you in the corner of the garage that I can't leave and then hovering over you at 3 a.m. How do you put that in an Airbnb review? (laughs) I know. I was like, oh my God, I felt so bad for it, you know? But once, this is why I say like, not everything is demonic and trying to hurt you. You know, I was terrified because I haven't encountered this before. And it was just simply trying. It was so excited that someone can see. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a male or female. I don't know anything. I don't know. And it was just trying to get my attention. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. I was like, I got to tell 10, like immediately. (laughs) Yeah. No, especially like with the history and, you know, Rhode Island being, you know, um, just like an early area for colonists and everything. now I am an expert on Rhode Island because I, the minute I came home, me and my dad were like finding all the articles and I now know everything there's to know about the history of Rhode Island. Yeah, it was Your new hyperfixation. It is now a hyperfixation. We got Salem Witch Trials. Next will be Rhode Island. We're talking about the Mayflower, bitch. Um, but also it was really cool. I was an hour away from Plymouth Rock 
And it's just a simple, small rock. I thought it was like a cliff or something. You know, I thought that too. I was like, very upset. I, I thought it was like this massive boulder. Oh and... my God. I know. Like the Blarney Stone. I, I, <laughs> everyone look up the Plymouth Rock and the Blarney Stone. You're going to be pleasantly disappointed. <laughs> well, That's that was like the, when I finally saw the Liberty Bell for the first time, I was like, huh, this is it. It's just a bell. <laughs> I I honestly don't know what I was expecting, but but not that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the Liberty Bell. I, I knew it was just going to be a bell. Like, okay, it's a bell. Okay, well, it's played up in California. <laughs> oh, okay, that's true. Right, because I grew up on the East Coast. So in California, you're like, the Liberty Bell, like the, um, the Toy Story with the aliens, the claw. <laughs> like the capital T H E. Chelsea. Liberty Bell. Freedom rings. <laughs> I wish I would have known you when you lived out in California because I would have been like 10. I'll just I'll just show you the Liberty Bell. It's really not all that special. We we had the gold rush. That's what we learned about. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my god, you literally romanticized the Liberty Bell. Um, I romanticized the shit out of Liberty Bell. And when I first moved to uh Phillies so I can go to my masters, uh you're like Matt. Benjamin Franklin, Liberty Bell, let's go. <laughs> exactly. Like Matt and Rachel took me and I was like, I've seen National Treasure. Like I know a thing or two about Philly. And wow. <laughs> the disappointment in the Liberty Bell. And it was funny because a few years ago when my parents came out for Christmas, they're like, Oh my gosh, like we want to go to Philadelphia. Oh my god, like, we gotta see the Liberty Bell. Really? <laughs> so they my dad was like we need to go to the Liberty Bell. And I was like, I don't think you want to go see the Liberty Bell. No, this is, wait, as someone who's lived on her East Coast the whole life, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Ever heard. So like, I was like, are you sure? It's just, it's literally just a bell with a crack. It's just a bell. Yeah, like the Statue of Liberty. Now that's something to romanticize. That's, you know, I, I mean, I grew up in New Jersey. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could see her from the water. Cool. I don't think it's that cool, but I get why people go to go see it. Yeah, I don't think exactly. I have no desire to go see it. Like we had, I think it's kind of ugly, but I said it. (laughs) Sorry, we had had a family come through Ellis Island, and I'm just like, that's great. I have no desire to go out there. Okay, Ellis Island is cool. Ellis Island is cool, but I took a trip out there because you know we had to go see our Italian family's name written on the wall. Mm -hmm. Great, (laughs) fascinating. It's a cool place, but um. I, I always I just chalked it up to like that's how I feel about New York City too where I'm like yeah New York City's cool but I it's because I grew up on the East Coast so mm. whatever but the Liberty <laughs> Bell I did not know people romanticize that well if you're listening it's not that great but you should go see it if you're in the area it's not that great but like I also have heard people like romanticizing like the gold rush and like all of that because it's like that's oh my me. God. The people painting for gold and like you look at like their living conditions and like how like one of the three ways you could get there. It's like you either die by the Oregon Trail, you die by the Panama Canal, or you die by going around the um tip of Argentina. So like pick how you're going to die. Pick your poison. Did you ever play Oregon Trail? I did not. Oh, um, but I, have, I always like, died weird... of a fever. It's always that or like um, dysentery. Scar- Scarlet fever, man, will get you every time on the Oregon Trail or the time you got to decide if you're going to cross the water or not. I Did always killed my ox. It was a terrible game. I would have never survived the Oregon Trail. Let's put it that way. I would oh, I would never make it to the final destination. <laughs> but a, a weird hyperfixation during that time was like also the Donner Party. Like that yes. was weirdly taught to us in like fourth grade. They were like, here's a fun story. <laughs> 
Oh, I never learned that. I just learned that the gold rush and it was crazy. And then people traveled all the way there. And yeah, the Oregon trail game. I love that game, but it's difficult. I always died of scarlet fever. So never, never played. (laughs) I highly 10 out of 10 recommend it's, um, it was a hyper fixation of mine for a while. I had to cross the river and win and I never did. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) we got a lot to talk about today. Um, one thing I wanted to touch upon was this concept of psychometry. Yes. Psychometry is a big term in the paranormal community, um, and it means, and I quote, I'm getting this from uh, Mm dictionary.com, the supposed ability, I love how they put supposed in there, that's right, call them people out, maybe you can do it, maybe you can't, (laughs) the supposed ability to discover facts about an event or person by touching inanimate objects associated with them, another term for this is psychometrics, so it's basically the belief that Some people, you know, if you're out there trying to test your might and your spiritual gifts, if you touch an object, you'll be able to receive information from it. So like a really old ancient object. Now, I had this experience when I was in Gettysburg. I also had this experience when I was in Rhode Island recently. I -hmm. touched the fence in Gettysburg and I was able to kind of like see things because of like how the energy like sticks to things. You know what I mean? Yeah, that uh, residual energy and like almost like a time loop kind of deal. Yeah. Have you ever had experience with psychometry before? Like you touch something and you immediately, some people do mediumship that way. They'll hold someone's like dead ancestors, like uh locket. Um, I personally don't get mediumship through that way, but. No, it's more um environmental. So like not so much mediumship, but like you, yeah, that kind of stuff happened at Gettysburg. Um, just like being able to like, hearing things um happened i want to say at pearl harbor too when i was there growing up that makes sense i feel like too with me in highly concentrated places of like grief and trauma and tragedy and residual haunting that's when my psychometry tends to kick in um i did have an experience in rhode island that i'm not going to share but i touched something on accident Mm -hmm. and it's almost like i got this like vision that couldn't stop and it was extremely traumatizing no, like it's extremely traumatizing. I mean, I didn't need to do it. No, it's you just bump it in by accident. But that's kind of like the whole thing of like what everyday kind of item holds like deeper, darker things behind it. Yes. And I feel like, you know, this comes up a lot with like antique stores. You know, everyone goes into an antique store and they're like, everything is haunted. You know what I mean? Ugh, um yeah. So I encourage you out there, if you're a listener of the podcast and you're like, oh, maybe that's something I want to try, like hold something of like your deceased ancestors or loved ones and see what you pick up from it. Or I preferably do someone random so you don't know. But yeah, yeah, antique stores, you know, I always get tripped out by that of like, where was this item? I want to know where it's from. Uh, Now I have a question for you. Do you believe that like items often carry spirits or you think that's crap? items carry spirits as in they're bound to it or what do you mean or like a more I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure what I mean because I feel like the way people talk about antique stores they're like you're gonna bring a spirit home and it's like I kind of feel like either the <clears> spirit <throat> is willingly haunting the item or they're bound to it which bounding tends to seem on the lesser side yeah I know that like some things like mirrors especially like um more antique mirrors especially like I know that there's different beliefs if it's like silver backed or if yeah. it's not because certain metals I mean as you guys all recall with like necromancy like certain metals have certain kind of supernatural qualities to them so bronze and iron 
to spell ghosts. There's something with silver that like binds it or attracts it or something. Mm-hmm. But um, do I think everything? No, not everything you pick up is cursed. Not everything you pick up is haunted. Not everything you pick up has something. Sure. Is the musty smell probably oh, yeah, making you think like, oh my gosh, this is haunted. But um, I think it's also the fact that like antique shops are probably not running an incense stick through them. That's what I was going to say. A lot of this, even thrift stores, like if you go thrifting, yes. I have a hard time thrifting sometimes because I'm like, I'm being suffocated by people's energy in here. Like just the dense energy of all these people's clothes. And you know, dead people's clothes are in there. You know, <laughs> yes. grandma buttons died and you donated her clothes to the thrift store. So, And it's like thrift stores and antique stores. Why yeah. is there no windows open? Oh my Why? God. I know. <laughs> like, I get you got AC, but like, how about we get some air movement, like a fan? Anybody, please, can we open a window? Like- I'm, I'm dying. I'm fighting for my life in those stores. But yeah, I usually, like, <laughs> if I buy something antique or thrift it, even if it's just clothes, I will just cleanse it with an incense or I just put it in the, the washing machine. But that's yeah. why I feel like the energy always feels weird, but it always makes people think it's, like, paranormal. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really think no, everything is. It's just stagnant air and a lot of energy because you're picking up donations, people from wh- however long ago, from wherever. Yeah. Open a window. <laughs> Open a damn window and light an incense stick, will you? Thank you. From the God shoppers. Damn. If you run a thrift store, here is my official complaint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Damn. Sure. Are some things haunted? Absolutely. But, you know. Yeah, I don't think everything is. Like, everyone's always like, antique stores. I'm like, God, my furniture's haunted. It's like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Or it was just a stuffy store. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's just, you know, you just hyped up over the antique store. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I wanted to talk about psychometry, but it is a really cool idea. And, you know, if you are interested in trying it, you definitely should. I think it's really cool. But just remember, you can't control the things that you see. Um, What was that one show on Netflix? It came out a few years ago. It was like The Haunting of Hill House. I have never that was- watched that. But in it, one of the daughters who's grown up now, she has that ability. And she had it as a child, too. And she does it now with her work and everything, but she actively, you know, has to decide, does she want to touch something that she knows is tied to whatever and she's given glimpses. So it is interesting yeah. to see how it is portrayed as well. Yeah. Like you said, this experience that I had this past weekend on top of all of this, by the way, <laughs> um, I cannot get the image out of my head. Like 10, I will tell you about it afterwards, but I just, I would share it, but it's a little bit too traumatic and I don't want to traumatize the people. I also just think it's a little unsavory to share, but um. Yeah, it was a really, really crazy thing. So love that for me. Anyway, that's how my weekend went. The bachelorette party was fun, though. It was fun. <laughs> I got to wear a wig. But yeah, I'm I'm an exhausted girl. I'm yeah, tired. I can't imagine. Bachelorette parties are just like long in general. Like, yeah, it's just like, oh, man, I am old and moving slow. <laughs> yeah. And then you add the paranormal on top of it. And it's just a concoction of just I was you should see me call for St. Michael every day. I was like, someone help me. St. Michael. I don't know why he, I always think he's going to fix my life problems. But oh. I, like, I found a candle. I lit it and I was like, I need St. Michael. Like someone has got to help me here. I'm looking at my ancestors. I called for help twice. Not a fuck you. What do you need or nothing? nothing. <laughs> I got a nothing. No, I'm kidding. They, I did. I did receive some help, but you know, I was terrified and 10 wasn't there and it just, you know, was not there but i mean in that sense like what if we were both scared or like j- like you know like shit is bad if we're both just like looking at each other like scooby-doo being like, like in the corner like do you see that yeah girl i see that 
<laughs> just back away slowly smile and nod like oh my gosh but I mean Chelsea and I were even you know looking up a few weeks ago uh the conjuring house and there's actually dates during the summertime that you can like go camping or glamping on the grounds and do like um haunted you know expeditions and everything and I was like my god we got to do that but like what if it turns bad real quick what if we end up becoming part of a horror movie like I've seen how that goes I know what happens. I've seen jokes on TikTok where it's like a haunted house and white people just running towards it. And that's me. I am the white person that runs towards it and goes, yes, must know about the spooky demon inside. Is it really that spooky? Stay tuned. (laughs) All I know is if we go, uh, we are not splitting up. I am not going to be a horror movie troll. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sticking together. No, no, girl. I will bring a knife. I don't know. I, I and my and my milk to flick at the ghost like the ancients did, and my black beans. Okay, because I'm I am bring not. A sword. <laughs> I'm bringing a sword, bitch. Because I'm not. You know, I'm actually. I'm a little nervous about the Conjuring House. I I've heard some things. I don't believe everything that I hear, but I'm like, you know, if I were to ever stay there one day, it'd probably be a little dangerous. But Chelsea and I are gonna be back to back fighting for our lives. <laughs> yeah, I um I saw two paranormal investigators talking about the conjuring house and i couldn't tell if it was like uh they were like something crazy happened to us and i'm like is this just you airing for your next episode or are you going to be like zach baggins who said demons attacked his eyeballs i don't know i guess they missed because they're still there you probably deserved it (laughs) anyway um do you want to share should we do the ghost host hotline or do you want to share your reddit story or hit me with the ghost host hotline and then i've got a question for you got a mystery i've got a mystery to solve and i want your opinion yeah, this is this is a, a mystery for everybody. And um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed my mysterious ghost host hotline story. I submitted myself this week because I was like, um, <laughs> this is being taken to the podcast and to the listeners because like, what is this? What is happening? What the hell is going on? Okay, so ghost host hotline. Here we go. If you want to submit a ghost host hotline story to us, guess what? You can go to our website. You can go to the contact us. You can submit a nice form ghost host hotline or you can email us at crystalmoonclarity at gmail.com yes we changed our email so yep anyway and yeah chelsea chelsea being the coding queen that she is you guys got a fancy form now yeah we got a form we're we're legit here we got forms fill it out all right here we go okay hello this story um hi actually happened years ago when i was around eight years old i was living in these old rundown apartments that honestly had some spooky things that happen often like radios and tvs turning on in the middle of the night that's pretty scary yeah and my brother hearing our dad call his name from downstairs when our dad was actually asleep upstairs you know the usual now that would terrify me oh the usual just it's just girly things just things for the girls you know jesus christ my most significant story happened um when I was standing at the bottom of the stairs and looked up to see a woman standing there at the top staring back at me. I had never seen her before and we watched each other for a few seconds before she slowly turned and calmly walked away towards the bedrooms. She was wearing all white and was very ethereal, almost glowing and expressionless. I followed her only to find she disappeared into thin air. Once realization hit, I was terrified and I started seeing a lot of things from the corner of my eyes for years, including shadow people. I only stopped seeing things after practically begging to stop seeing them around the age of 16, which I get that. Like, yeah, when you can sense and see things, it is like a, I mean, terror. my whole weekend, you know what I mean? I just was going there for a good time and I and now I got to figure out what's going on, right? Um, For my own safety. Yeah. 
Any advice or thoughts on the way I asked to stop seeing things and if it would ever be valid for me to ask for it to back to be back once I felt ready? Um, Tem, maybe this is a question for you because you kind of have this. Was it my spiritual team taking it away when I asked? Even if you can't answer this, I hope you enjoyed the story anyway. Hmm. So I got a question because, oh, shit, (laughs) my my computer's sliding. Um, I think, well, first of all, I think the scariest part of the story is like the dad, you're hearing your dad's name and immediately know it, that that's like, that's crazy. That's probably the scariest part of the story. <laughs> not just the ethereal woman that's walking into a wall. It's the hearing no. your dad and then not knowing where it's coming from. Yeah, no. Hearing voices that like, you know, where the individual is and it could be mimics. It could be doppelgangers. Like assign me the F out. I am not going to be part of that. No. No, that scared me. But no, I I did enjoy your story. And I think basically you're asking us like, you got so scared. You turned, you asked for your sight to be turned off. You turned your senses off. Is there any way to turn them back on? And the question that I ask you is, are you sure you want to turn them back on? If you could. I think people need to really think about this. Like everyone's always like, oh, I want to, I want to see. I want to, no, I'm telling you right now. If I had the choice, (laughs) I think sometimes I would say no. Yeah, I think it's like you have to know what's out there. You have to like be okay with, you know, this individual said they were eight, right? Eight and 16. Yes. So they started, oh, no, maybe not. Was it eight? Yes. Good. You have a good memory. My memory's fucking shot. It happened around when they were eight and then they stopped seeing things at 16. So that's interesting. So eight years old is actually pretty, pretty late for like kids to be seeing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you want it back, you would, I think, kind of have to be okay with seeing that kind of shit again. Like, are you okay with that? Like, do you want to constantly be looking over your shoulder if you see shadow people? Like, do you want that? And yeah, I think it's a good question. Yeah. Do you want to hear these disembodied voices when you know your dad is not there? Yeah, I um. As someone who just had a really crazy experience this past weekend, I sometimes like wish I can turn my sight off and not see anything. But unfortunately, this is just like what I do. Mm-hmm. And I love it. But also, I kind of feel like it's a curse in its sense, like of um, being this connected and seeing things like that. Because, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I could talk to my dead grandmother, but I also have seen some really crazy shit. Really yeah. crazy shit. Plus, you might, you know, be, you know, say you have gifts elsewhere maybe it's not fully seeing but you know picking up on other things so i would definitely explore options before just you know nose diving into one like basket you know no it also can um be really harmful mentally when so uh, just speaking from my own experience like my site just kind of ripped itself open mm-hmm. um i wasn't even trying i just lit- I-, I told you guys the story like five times on this podcast i was like 26 27 mm-hmm old so that's old to have sight you know what i mean like that that's is old that's fucking crazy um and i actually couldn't leave my house for like two months because i thought there was something wrong with me um like it really took a toll on me mentally of like am i seeing something or is this covid pre-covid and like i'm just being weird about life you know yeah. um so i also have a hot take of like I think sometimes our spiritual, the spirits and deities and ancestors that we walk with control a lot of the things that we do spiritually because you have to be ready for it. Um, Like we learn things when we're meant to, when we're meant to learn things, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't always a medium. Like I wasn't ready for that because at Mm -hmm. 21, I was partying in a club. Like, yeah, 
it wouldn't have been great if I was a medium at 21. Like I was not, I was not ready for it. So think about that too, of like, um, think about where you are in your stage of life. This is for everybody. And like what you're practicing, what you're learning, um, make sure it aligns with like your goals for life. Like I was ready at like, um, 26, 27, because I had done all the crazy shit. I don't want to be in bars anymore. I'm, I'm okay with having this responsibility. I'm okay with being, you know, a high priestess to King Hades and having to give up things. Um, mm -hmm. I've accepted this part of my life and my spiritual work. So you got to be ready for like the responsibility that comes with it. I would say. Not only that, but really figuring out like, what do you want like out of it? Are you looking to be like a medium, like have it be like a full-time profession? Like, are you wanting to move forward like that way in spirituality or no? Is it more, I don't want to say like a hobby, but like, are you going to move forward differently with it? Because you just are very into it, very into supernatural things on the other side, spirituality, that kind of stuff. So I would also kind of figure out like, how does it align with like where you see yourself going? Yeah, for sure. Like that's, that's a great point. Um, because I was like afraid of my site and now I've turned it into like a, well, now I'm a paranormal investigator and I want to talk to people about these things and I want to help people that have things i also want to help the spirit i mostly want to help the spirits like i love people but spirits more um <laughs> i want to help spirits like why are they here what's going on why are you sitting in this corner like what's why are you haunting this house um yes. so yeah there does need to be like a purpose behind it too i would say like definitely figure that out but yeah um, damn that's scary and i'm sorry for eight years you like felt so scared you asked for it to just be gone and yeah that you, that that definitely can happen mm -hmm. oh god yeah so um like i said <laughs> i think the most scariest thing was that name the name like i Dude, mm -mm. see you later. Bye. I'd be out of the house. <laughs> that that shook me to my core. You were like, you know, the usual. Yeah, the usual. No one else has that in their house. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was our little ghost host hotline um story. We have a few more that people have submitted. So thank you. Submit your spooky stories. Or if you need life advice, Ted and I are very good at giving advice, you know. Yeah. We, we've seen I, some shit. I, I think we've seen a thing or two. We know a thing or two. We've I've seen kissed a, a few too. frogs. <laughs> Lord knows I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let's hear let's hear your mysterious story before we go into the next section of our podcast episode. Dun, dun, dun. So to preface this for the ghosts and ghouls out there, we were tasked with finding something and I couldn't find something too spooky because for me, while we are your ghost hosts, there are some lines that Chelsea and I will not cross. I'm and... too scared of scary stories, <laughs> which is wild to me because you're ready to like fight God in a cemetery. So like, yeah. Pull up Yahweh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just but, kidding. No, it's so interesting because like a hard pass for me is clowns. Like I cannot do scary clowns. I get that. Mm -mm. Dolls, dolls and clowns, man. It's, an, it's a no from me. I share, I share that fear of clowns. I hate clowns. I hate them. Hate them. Sorry oh. if you're a clown. Uh, but for this story, I wanted to find something that was spine chilling, spooky. Oh gosh. With okay. a hint at the end that makes me want to go hmm but that was spooky but i want to know more like I, now i have more questions about what really happened so okay buckle up everybody we're um reading the unrest stop and this is coming from 11 of the scariest ghost stories from reddit via the travel channel thank you oh travel my channel. goodness okay i'm nervous but I can take this like y'all know me I'm not with the spooky shit even though I just told you a crazy ass story that happened to me I'm like that was not crazy but probably what 10 tells me I'm not gonna sleep tonight and that's okay I accept the challenge let's see if we I did my best I wanted a challenge to make you have your spine tingle and be get some chills but also make okay. your brain think and be like what is this all right hit me with it 
Hit us well, with it. We're all on a paranormal <clears throat> investigator today. I was driving across country with my mom and sister when I was 16 and my sister was 20. It was late, but we were well rested still and very much alert. We were driving along an interstate highway and needed some gas and of course a bathroom break. So we stopped at the only rest stop in about 200 miles. There was a van full of teenagers on a road trip at the gas station as well. And a small gray car parked at the pump in front of us with two young men standing right outside of it. When we got there, everything felt wrong. We'd been on the road for days and seen many rest stops at night and had never been afraid until now. My mom and sister went inside and I stayed in the car. I heard the teenagers in the group say they were creeped out and couldn't get the gas pump to work. And they left in a hurry. I was watching the car in front of us and the two men hadn't moved at all. Not an inch. They weren't talking. They weren't on phones. They were just standing there still a stone. I'm scared. My, (laughs) My sister and mom came running back out to the car. And when they got in, the two men slowly turned at us while not moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies. And I swear to fucking shit, we all saw the same thing. They had eyes dark as pitch and empty, truly empty, not black, not reflecting any light at all, just a void. We sped out of there and didn't stop until we were in the next city. The worst thing about this entire experience, you might ask, we couldn't find this place on any map. We knew exactly which spot on the interstate to look, and we couldn't find it on Google Maps or any paper map that we had on hand. We even asked locals about the creepy gas station out on that stretch of road and only received confused looks. We've traveled on that interstate since, and there is no rest stop. What? So they pulled into this rest stop. Did they, they weren't able to get gas. Nothing worked. Nothing worked. And even another group of teenagers cross-country driving couldn't get it to work and i think the mom and sister went in for like the bathroom and stuff i don't even know where to begin like i would not know what this is this that's insanity that's like <laughs> is it a mirage is it crazy well, like- well that's my whole thing like what is it because and like i want to know the mom and sister's point of view because like what do you guys see because you came out running so- and like i don't like they went into something so were they physically touching? Like, if it was a mirage, you wouldn't feel anything. So, like, right. what? And the teenagers, the guys, were trying to use the pump. So, they physically had something in their hands. I don't know. Can I, I don't know. with you? I don't think I believe this story. Interesting. I it don't. reminds me of, like, black-eyed children. But, like, they come to your door and ask to come in it's never like this whole like weird kind of setup and then like what were these people like or entities what were they doing like just turning at you like were they gonna attack like that's my thing like what is this was it going to attack what well so was trying to trap them there i don't know but it's like if you're picking up things that's why i don't believe it because like the spiritual plane is a different plane like you can't physically touch things mm-hmm so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mean to like, you know, but I, my my skeptic side, I'd be looking at the story like there's some holes and flaws in your story. That's why I'm like, I want to know if anybody else can validate this. Like if it yes. is a true story, we have other said witnesses. So like, 
Yes. And are there other people experiencing randomly on an interstate random gas stations or rest stops popping up and, and it not existing? That's what I would want to know. You know how like we talked about the hitchhiking ghosts and like um, mm-hmm. there's accounts from all over the world of people experiencing like ghosts in cemeteries or leading them towards a cemetery or, you know, I always will bring up um, Irish folklore of like when you encounter a ghost, it's considered a blessing because they part with some advice for you, mm-hmm. um, especially if you see them on a crossroads. So I would need to dig further into this and see, is this happening to other people? Well, that's my question because these are, at least these things are showing up as like older adults, not children. They're not speaking, they're not moving and have other instances of paranormal experiences, you know, created this like physical location. I don't believe it. Interesting. That's my skeptic. I'm skeptic of a lot of things. I know that sounds really wild, but I am like when people tell me that something's haunted and it the story just sounds too crazy for me. I'm like, I don't really know. Like, that's why I don't believe a lot of like the Ed and, um, the Warren stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I don't believe in the Amityville house where they said things were oozing out of the wall. I'm like, it's really hard for the paranormal to convey things that are physical. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm saying why I'm getting caught up on this is that they touch things and we're able to grab them. That's why. That, I don't so that was my question, because I was like, we have two issues here. We have the things with the black eyes. And then we have the aspect of <clears throat> like a physical location manifesting itself in the physical. But we are yeah. also having multiple witnesses. So like, I don't know. But it's also, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I, I For now, I'm going to have to say this is a dud for me. I'm not I'm not sure it's paranormal. Yeah. It might just I don't be even a good spooky it- ghost story to share. But it does make you think, and maybe I'm wrong. Now I'm going to have to look up <laughs> random rest stops that just appear and disappear. Yeah, is that like a thing? <laughs> I mean, listen, it could be. I don't know. Um, I, I'm no expert on that, but it could be. Like hitchhiking ghosts are a thing. Mimics yeah. are a thing. Yeah. Crazy. Well, but it is very interesting. No, thank you. I'm good on that. I would. I would never be able to go back over there ever again. Uh, no, I I don't know if I would be able to make it to that city. I think I would simply just pass out, pass on. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I wouldn't drive that road anymore if that's if that's real. And if you're the Reddit user that wrote that story, let us know because I need to know the other POVs. I know. I, I have some questions now. Yeah. But now that, we are, now that we are firmly approaching the driveway of Halloween. Oh, hell yeah. Do you have any hot takes about Halloween or just horror spooky spooky ooky stuff okay i have i have some hot takes on halloween and um we wanted to end the episode with this because we are gearing up for Samhain. everyone yes. get ready september 1st we are launching a whole nother collection um we're coming out with new italian folk stuff i can't wait to show you guys it's gonna be very good it's fortuna focused the um she's heavily associated with luck and fortune and fate and wheels and abundance and we're also coming out with a little bit of a judas line so love it for the judas in your life we're coming for you, Judas. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have um, some necromancy stuff that's coming out in the shop, too. Um, I will just say this. I am going to be creating a Mother Mary devotional and Fortuna devotional oil in the store. The Italian folk stuff is going to be seasonal, so it's changing um, based on the aspects of the season, just like my practice does. So mm-hmm. uh, just like the rest of our store. So I'm super excited. But yes, uh, hot takes for Halloween. Girl, I have some. Yeah, lay mommy. Okay, fine. This, for all you witches out there, do not ban me from the witches community. Or maybe do. I don't like practical magic. 
be honest with you, I've never seen it. And for the longest time, you know how that like sound bite like always makes its way like around like yes. social media and everything. Hand to God, I thought that sound came from Lord of the Rings, which is also something I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen Lord of the Rings either, but I heard I would thoroughly enjoy it. I just haven't had the time to sit and watch. But okay, so I watched after all the hype, right? Every witch hypes this up. Witch, 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 practical magic. We got to have both. I'm like, okay, I haven't seen it. So last year, I think maybe because it got hyped up too much for me. Mm -hmm. I watched it. I know it's an iconic movie. I was so deceived by my own people. Yeah. Yeah, It'd be your own people sometimes deceiving you with movie recommendations. Um, I just thought it was like lame. And I know like those movies are lame. But the only thing I will say is the outfits. Nicole Kidman, like Sandra Bullock, their outfits were incredible. The house was awesome. But I just didn't like the whole movie. I've had no desire to ever watch it. I don't think you're going to like it, but I think you should watch it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if you're ever bored one day, maybe we'll put it on more in the store one day. We could dance around to the Practical Magic soundtrack. (laughs) I literally thought it was Lord of the Rings. Like, I I don't know why. Yeah, I just, that sound bite, I can't stand it. I'm like, we we need a new sound bite for this, from this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't like practical magic and i feel like that's like a rite of passage if you practice witchcraft so sorry people what about you interesting interesting i never thought of of it as like a rite of passage or anything for witchcraft or anything of the sort but what was it halloween hot takes candy wise i know what you're gonna say and i don't know if i can look you in the face after you say i think candy corn is literal candle wax don't say this to me i think in the 1970s, they produced oh. all of the candy corn ever. And it's just been the same circulation of candy corn since. Because nobody is, eats it. That is rude because I'm eating it by the pound. Do, um, do you do you eat those uh, waxy pumpkins? Fuck yeah, I do. But sometimes they make you sick. So you got to you gotta space them out. You got you to, you know, portion sizes. Oh, I get the, girl, I get the autumn blend, which is the pumpkin, the What's different the types of candy. Blend? Oh, it comes with the pumpkin, the candy corn that's like uh, yellow, white, and brown, yellow, white, and orange. I get all the candy corn. Mm. I love it, but it's the only time of year that I will eat it. I do understand why people don't like it, though, and I don't respect you, but I understand. (laughs) I think it's the texture. I think it 100%. It's that waxy texture, and even when I try and bite into it to be like, oh, maybe the inside will be different. No, it's what I imagine gnawing on a crayon is like. I hear you, but I don't respect your opinion. <laughs> I, it's it's wrong. So <laughs> you're allowed to have it. I think I'd rather suck on a crayon. That is that is insulting to the candy corn community. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting time canceled. Sign up. That is that is a rough We're canceling time off the Internet. <laughs> That is a rough community to be part of. Yeah, that hatred you guys have. No, no. Let me tell you something. We are a community. We are strong. We are small but mighty, and we will cancel you. I don't know why people hate on the candy corn community. I'm just like, it's not for me. Like, it's more for you guys. But I guess you have more cavities than I do. How about that? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But no, actually, I'm gonna take a a poll. If you're on Spotify, hopefully, I remembered this. Chelsea, (laughs) remember this. I need to know if you like candy corn or not. I need to I think every year I try it. I'm like, this is going to be the year I'm going to try it. This is going to be the year I like it. No. I respect you for trying it because some people are just like, that's disgusting. You're crazy. And I'm like, oh, no. It's See, I, will, I will always try it. And I will never be like, it's the devil. Blah, blah, blah. Burn it. Burn it. Bury it outside. 
you guys enjoy it. You guys enjoy it in peace and happiness. Like we I, are. Someone's got to do it. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to carry that cross. That's how I feel about peeps. Um. Oh. Do you I like know. peeps? Okay, so I used to like peeps, but okay. my mom for Easter every year, and I can't. I don't have the heart to tell her. <laughs> she. <laughs> I was like I liked peeps when I was like twelve. Please, mom, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> I haven't had the heart to tell her since. But I don't like peeps. So like every year she just gives me like a lot of peeps. Oh. And every year I pretend to like them. And I'm like, I know I have to say something. <laughs> peeps are just disgusting. Like I think it's the fact that it's like sugar on top of like marshmallows. And it everything. makes me it makes me nauseous. Yeah. I used to really like them. Marshmallows are like hit or miss with me, you know. Unless they're on a s'more. Yeah. I, I wouldn't just buy a bag of marshmallows and eat them. Like, I don't know. I think that's like <laughs> that's a hot take <laughs> that 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 is a hot take um but what was i gonna say um kevin's hot take that he is ride or die for every single year is the one halloween movie that he absolutely cannot stand is halloween town oh you know what no that's that's we're canceling kevin too so <laughs> Ted and kevin are canceled from the halloween community <laughs> no i but- should be canceled because I say I like Halloween, but when people come to my door for trick-or-treating, I run and hide sometimes because I have social anxiety. So I'm canceled too. Oh my gosh. Um, I have social anxiety. Yeah, right? Oh my gosh. Oh, I, what else? Well, you don't like scary movies either. No. What? What is your like scariest movie that you will watch? Oh, none. I will not watch any of them. Okay, what is the furthest scare? What is the spookiest movie you've ever seen? And like, do you watch it? No, ten. I'm I'm not kidding. I watch Disney movies on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I can like I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to think. Okay, There's nothing. Do you like? They're banned in this household. <laughs> <laughs> you like the OG Halloween with the Scream Queen Jamie Lee no. Curtis? No, girl, I haven't seen it. <laughs> There's like two lines of dialogue in the whole goddamn movie. I haven't seen it. I won't see it. The music, the dun, 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 like whatever music they do when the killer's coming, I can't handle it. And my son, Pluto, will not be raised on horror movies in this house. They're banned. Banned on horror movies. No dialogue. It's literally like a silent film. No. Um. Okay, you don't oh. like Halloween. Have you, I've, do you like Friday the 13th? 10. If I don't like <laughs> Halloween, what do you think my answer is for that one? Have you, have you seen it? Have you seen any horror movies? Okay, fine. I've seen Chucky. Um, that was terrifying. Oh, uh, Chucky scares the shit out of me. Yeah, and I think like that's kind of like I can't, I can't. Like I just, I've seen Scream. Um, I just don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a horror enthusiast. Like I will not go to a haunted house. I will not go. My mom always wants to take me to Eastern State Penitentiary to get chased around like a crazy person. No. Why do you guys do these things? I love Eastern State. I know you do, but I'm sorry. I and like you know the Universal Studios, the the haunted whatever they do. Yes. What the fuck, man? Why do you want to clown chasing with a knife? I have some questions for the horror community. Why? what does it like spark inside you i'm genuinely curious because i can't go to sleep at night it makes us feel something <laughs> go to therapy <laughs> last year when we went to a new haunted house we went with um our neighbors and what do you call it like at the end they had like people with chainsaws and of course the chain is off but it still makes the noise and everything no, i hate that noise 
And I was literally like trench deep in my dissertation. So I was like, I don't know, numb to life. Yeah. And I heard it and I was like, I know this trick. Like my dad used to do it all the time for like our Halloween parties. And I was like, I'm not running. And he's like, you're bet you're going to run like in his scary voice. And I was like, sir, I will lay down and die right here. If that means I get to take a nap. Sir, I feel nothing on the inside and you're not doing your job. Great. I'm supposed yeah, to be spooked. Like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be spooked. I am neither spooked nor happy. So, and no. meanwhile, my uh, my next door neighbor, Levi, was like fucking tearing ass through it because he was petrified. And I was like, go chase him. Okay. <laughs> I think I would pee my pants, honestly. Like, I get scared sometimes rounding the corner of my house in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably pee myself. And then it would just be embarrassing for everybody involved. So, <laughs> I wonder if they have to deal with that. Are you, okay, anyone listening to us, do you work at a haunted house or anything spooky or scary? And has someone actually peed themselves? Peed themselves or worse. I need to know. Right into the ghost host hotline. I was knocked down at a haunted house. It was in the maze portion. And it we went on like blackout night. I went with an ex-boyfriend. And so like the actors could like touch you and like they could like no. push you, harass you, like that kind of stuff. And I remember I tripped and I got pushed and I like turned around and I was like, oh my God, like I have a really bad knee. Like it's surgically repaired. Like I'm <laughs> I love what you do, but like, can you not like push me? Like, I got a bad knee. And he, he absolutely broke character and was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that oh. is so funny. I want to see someone I, break character for a second. I love what you do. Big fan. I respect Big your fan. work. I res- great work, by the way. Academy Award, here you come. But I do have a bum knee. So if we could just kind of like, you could scare me standing up. You don't need to throw me down. <laughs> I can Ken's like just standing there giving her preferences to like these Halloween night people that are just like, sorry, I have a knee, but you could do this stand, maybe go with a little grr, like you know, a little, little, little claw action, little jump, little jump scare. And like, meanwhile, these people are fucking like terrified, crying, peeing themselves because I got separated from my ex boyfriend and his sister and a group of people we went in with. And I'm running through the maze alone, like, perfect trope of a horror movie a girl alone running with a bum leg because she just got hurt and (laughs) i run past them and i'm like wait for me these two guys bust out of who knows where and i'm like please wait like i'm hurt (laughs) yeah you're just calling for them to come and come and get you please wait i'm hurt you're like the perfect horror movie trope right now (laughs) and i'm these guys look at me scream are petrified and run away (laughs) i'm like i'm so alone yeah leave it to it now we know why he's an ex-boyfriend he left you alone in a haunted maze yeah <laughs> douchebag if you're the ten's ex-boyfriend out here i dare you <laughs> oh but I dare you what else what else is a spooky hot take i don't know that's really all i have um i just think i don't know if it's just like um maybe where my mom lives but she's been really sad this year because well every year because i don't know if it's our community or Mm. you know i've seen the trunk or treat go around these days and i had to like brush up on trunk or treating which ted didn't know what it was um i have no idea it must be a thing that's done on the east coast so it's like a less spooky version of halloween that's done at the school or in parking lots where people open their trunks and kids can go trick-or-treating and Mm. i totally get like you know if your kid um is disabled or overstimulated or it's unsafe for you in a neighborhood or they don't have trick-or-treating in your neighborhood But um, they do them a lot by the suburbs where my mom lives. And it makes parents not want to take their kids actual trick-or-treating on Halloween because they've already done it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or some parents work, you know, like I get like dual income is like a huge thing nowadays. And um, 
Yeah, she just been saying that like she doesn't get as many trick or treaters as normal, and she was really upset last year, and I felt so bad. Oh, that's so sad. I know she was like the development was dead, and like we used to go running around my development trick or treating, and I'm like, where are all the kids? Where's all the fun? Where's all the fun? I just want to be a little Halloween like elf and spread cheer and spookiness. Are are people just not taking their kids trick or treating anymore? Like, what is? I don't don't have kids, so like I'm not you know part of this bandwagon, but. Um, I truly wonder because it wasn't even like my mom. It was like some of her friends too were saying that like no one is taking their kids trick or treating. And I'm like, as millennials, we need to bring Halloween back. We do, honestly. Um, when, in your opinion, is a good time for like Halloween things either to come out in stores or decorations? Like, what do you think? Okay, all right. This is a hot take, but I am a spooky Halloween girl, and I think August is too early. I love I was in um, Walmart today and they had the Halloween stuff out and I love to see it but I don't know I kind of hate the rushing of holidays like I know it's still summer and and I'm over summer trust me I'm fucking sweating sitting in my house right now like I can't have the air on or else it affects the podcast but um I just think maybe September would have probably been and last week of August September I don't like when it comes out in July I think it's it's too hot I'm not ready what about you I am okay if it's like the back end of August. So like now. Yeah. Do you like July? Do I like July? Um, I think it's a little preposterous Mm -hmm. if you're not going to like put every every Halloween thing out. Like I think if you're gonna go July 31st or whatever, you gotta go full send. You can't pass it. You gotta do it with your whole chest. I agree with you on that. Um, what was it? Um, a few years, maybe it was last year. Who knows? Time's a construct. Um, last year when I was in Bath and Body Works, um, getting um some Halloween stuff, some scents and stuff, it had come out pretty early, or I want to say like around this time. And I remember like I had a whole ass like basket full of shit. And I remember the woman in front of me was complaining to the worker, one of the girls there, and was like, I cannot believe Halloween is already like, why are you guys putting out Halloween stuff? First of all, don't yell at the retail girl. She yeah, she is in charge of scheduling of the yeah right right and this it was wild because this woman middle of august was also buying every fall thing so i know fall is different than halloween but like they are same time frame oh yeah they're the same thing basically (laughs) one spooky one spooky one's homey and grateful thankful blessed (laughs) i can't get those things (laughs) I think it's just um it's been too early for me and I I don't know I'm even like holding myself accountable to putting my direct my um decorations out in September versus you know it's hot outside it doesn't feel like Halloween to me so I gotta like prepare yeah but September 1st Mm -mm. oh it's on it's on it's on spooky movies on AC blasting so I have to wear a sweater (laughs) yep but I think that's it for today's episode. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to Halloween Hot Takes Paranormal Psychometry Craziness episode? Um, because uh, we're getting real spooky this month. Speaking of spooky, um, Dracula himself, Vlad the Impaler, just came out, uh, released, not archaeology related, but like science related, that this man may have had some sort of disease or something where he actually cried blood. And did this perhaps feed into the Dracula lore? The hysteria of Dracula. Love it. And you know Always what? I love that. If you're having a bad week and you're like, I'm not moving forward fast enough, just know Vlad the Impaler didn't start impaling people until later in his life. So 
you still have time. That's true. That's just, thanks, Ten, for the inspirational quote. We should put that on a shirt. <laughs> the store. Make a sticker out of it. That didn't impale people later on in his life, so you're fine. Keep you're fine. fine. <laughs> you don't have to do taxes at 35. No worries. But Vlad, Vlad didn't impale people till later. He didn't. So you know what? Dreams can come true. They can. Oh, it's crazy. Um, so on the lineup, um, we're actually gonna be talking about a lot of like really wild taboo things going forward. We have mm-hmm. a really crazy schedule of things. Uh, a loose schedule. I don't like to promise, you know, when we're gonna talk about things, but yes. um, next week's episode's gonna be apotheosis and um I can never say the last part of it. Damnatio Memore. Damnatio Memore, which is basically striking you from the record and you no longer exist. The damnation Um, of memory. Yes. I'm really excited for that one. But um, we are going to be starting to move into, which I know a lot of you are excited about, but hear me out demons and different types of demons, um, some of the infernal beings. But I want to make this very clear. Um, We are going to be talking about them in a very factual approach. their mythology so if we ever cover like asmodeus um we're going to be talking about his lore and his mythology and like where he's found and um you know his relation to king solomon and his story and things like that so um not so much like a spiritual practice but more or less like hey this is this really cool story about asmodeus and like you know he's also a djinn and he's found here and really cool like we do with everything else oh yeah so i can't wait i'm so excited see we got a lot of cool things um and we are going to do an episode on Lucifer and what is the devil. So I know a lot of you have been asking. Ted and I are breaking it down. Um, but just stay tuned. Bear with us. We got a lot more coming on Sticks and Bones. Thank you for again for keeping us in the top 50 spiritual podcasts. We appreciate you. We love you. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Give us a nice review in the Apple Podcast Store. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.